Welcome back to uh, the Demon Podcast, episode nine. Um, we're joined uh, with uh, my two favourite people in isolation. We got uh, Medical, Howdy, uh, and Hayden, who's currently staking out a house. Hayden, Kilda, Kilda, don't speak too loud. I'm trying to steal stuff. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so, um, how's how's the lockdown been, Maddie? Yeah. Yeah, good. I'm still um, somewhat enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I, I just bought a TV today, which was quite an experience. So, How like, do you still. Want a TV? <clears throat> well, it's it's an essential item, apparently. So, um, I thought, why not? You know, be locked in here for a while. Wow. Get a TV, but, but yeah, business was as usual. You know, they just dropped it off. Um, wow. He, he just had to stand two meters away. But apart from that, it was fairly normal. So, some normality returning to life. Yeah. That's that cool. you, um, had. Um, yeah, I'm going good, man. I'll just every day is becoming the same day. Um, basically, much like my clothing, I don't change it. It's just the same, same. So it's all good. You discovered quite a bit of alcohol under the sink. See? Yeah, actually, it's one one thing I realise is that yeah, I'm actually a hoarder, and I've got a whole lot of stuff that I don't know I had. So yeah. alcohol, um, a lot of food, um, and a lot of clean underwear that I never knew I had because. I just didn't clean up my room. Oh. That's good. Um, well, today's um, our podcast is brought to you by um, Azure Menthol Tissues. Um, the tissues that keep you luxuriously warm, keeps your mental health uh, and your hands active throughout this long, long lockdown period. Uh, helping you feel soft, delicate, and genital. I mean gentle on the skin. Oh. Um, so, we've got a bit of a theme with the um, the topic today. Um, all I want to first, I want to start this theme off with a question. So, with this whole uh, lockdown, we've been hearing this term of essential service. What do you think is a you know how how do we define essential service to you, uh, Hayden and Maddie? <coughs> Well, I suppose there's, there's the government definition in itself, but to me, I guess it would be, um, if I can put it plainly, like life or death, i.e., you know, um, medical services, emergency response, supermarkets, because obviously people need food, otherwise they die. So, yeah, in some ways, just life or death. Nice. Yeah. Adam? Yeah, I was going to say that, but I'll let you be a good guy and go first. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, in terms of essential service, I guess if we def- if we if uh, if we are defining it as a person, as an individual, without being told from the government, I'd say it's something that you absolutely cannot live without. Huh. I think, huh? um, yeah, something that's going to help you through that period. There's a requirement of you to make it through. Oh. That's what I'm gonna say it is. So let's let's park that idea for the essential services. My second idea I wanna um, bring is people need to stop caring. Huh? Yeah. Um, Go on. And what I mean by that is that we've been put on this this lockdown point and we've actually been um, forced to live with and adapt to what's actually important. And people are caring about things that they should have been caring about. Like they're saying on TV, it says, just remember to be kind at the supermarket. Why aren't we kind anyway? Yeah. You know? You get to enjoy quality time with your kids. Why don't we do that anyway? People need to stop caring about the the unimportant little detail in life that that don't, don't actually matter. And I think this lockdown has actually been good for people to focus on what they should be caring about. All right, so let's bring back the – let's put those two ideas together, an essential service and caring. I th- and the topic today is about essential care and non-essential care. Mm. 
And what I mean by that is, do we really need to care about what sort of stereo we're rolling in our cars? Do we really need, because at the moment we don't. It, well, everything that's shut doesn't actually matter. That's a pretty harsh thing way to look at it. But one of the biggest businesses that just went bankrupt is the magazine business. Because all that stuff we read and we worry about in celebrities doesn't actually matter. No one cares. Don't. So I'm saying stop caring about what the latest fashion is. You need to care about what's actually important. So my question today is, what is on your essential caring list where people need to essentially care for each other and let's just go back to what what you guys just said if we had to make an essential care list it has to be caring for each other that is a life or death situation so what i see that as is living or not living so if you care for someone you enhance their life uh, something that on your essential care list that you that you cannot live without or that people should not live without. Essential care. And also something in, in essential care that would help us make it through a certain time frame, which is our lives. So if you have a friend or family, what's something essential? What's some essential care that you should be showing them or you should expect to receive? Wow. Mm. Next. Yeah, it's deep. It's deep, bro. Um, uh, I think what you're trying to get at here, bro, is that it's not, and you, you've kind of half summed it up in that we've, we've got to stop caring, but you're actually, what you are saying is stop caring about all that useless bullshit. Correct. But then simpli simplify the things, or take even take this time to simplify down what you actually care for and what you think should have a, an integral part of your life. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, if we're thinking about even way back to what is the meaning of life, and Maddie's was happiness and mine was water, I'd say those two things would be on the essential list. Mm. Yeah. Essential items list, you know, because you can go through life being unhappy, but you're not living. But if you're happy, and what you have, then I guess like the purpose of life is fulfilled and then all this sustains it. Yep. And I think in a nutshell, all the things the government are banning you from don't matter. Yeah, it's a pretty good way to look at it. I mean, yeah, what's left that you can, and quote unquote, can do, which is yeah. exercise and yeah. spend time at home with those people in your bubble yeah and, and okay if you're a flat if you're flatting it's not necessarily your family but i'm sure those people who are flatting would still be in regular regular contact maybe even more so now with their family um so yeah in a way it's brought them closer together anyway the thing the thing that's crazy about this lockdown is that it's telling people to do stuff that they should already be doing be kind at the supermarket I just saw an ad on TV today from Two Degrees. Hey, you should ring your grandma and say hi. You should be doing that anyway. Uh, yeah, definitely. And the things that don't matter, we're not allowed to go for because they don't actually matter. For example, and this is going to sound harsh, don't go fishing in your boat. You don't need to go for You don't even need a freaking boat. You know, that's the thing. Stop caring about we've got to get a boat and pull the biscuit around the lake. It doesn't actually matter. That is not a, a, a essential yard, care, essential or a yardstick of happiness. Okay, you're not allowed to do that. You can't even go for a swim at the beach. You know what? To be honest, it'll be fun. It'll be great. But we need to look at things that are essential to live. I think if you cover the essentials in life, then those are extras. A boat is an extra. But. A lot of people are being taught and encouraged by the government to do things and care for people that they should already be doing. And I think that's just, that's a big sign there. People need to, to 
to stop caring about stuff that's that's not worth it. There's big signs out today. There's big signs. You, we just got to read them. Big signs. Yeah, if we were to summarize, because I'm not exactly, I don't follow the news every single day, but if we were to summarize what the government's asking or their essentials, I guess you could say, is you know the health and well-being of yourself and your bubble, which potentially is your family, um, yeah. <clears throat> and then basically, yeah, surviving, making it through this period without, you know, and, and be kind. Those are the two things that we hear consistently. It's like looking after yourself and the people in your bubble and being kind. Yeah. And maybe yeah. that's what it's about at the end of the day. Yeah, I want to come clean with you guys. And, like, when, when there was speak of a potential lockout, I was actually hoping that we would get it. And the reason for that is just, like, in my lifetime, like, nothing like this has ever happened. Mm. Like, you know, we've always we've learned about war and, you know, the struggles that the Anzac soldiers went through and all that sort of stuff. You know, there's people and we're like 50, 60 years on from that stuff. And like, like while I know about it, it didn't necessarily affect me. But then this is like impacting me directly. And I was happy to go on it because I just, like, I, I just wanted to see how it panned out. You know what yes. I, mean? I wanted to see what was going to happen if we all got locked in. And like you say, like, there's so much good that has come out of being essentially isolated from everybody, but now we're all more connected, if that makes mm. sense. So, like, we're to the point where, like, um, we make daily contact now with with my immediate family and my partner's immediate family, like, we're in daily contact. Like, something we would have never have done or we haven't been doing recently. We keep in contact, but it's more like a check-in, like, how's it all going? But now, like, we've got, we've kind of had this to talk about. And then we're talking about other people's experiences through it as well. And we're getting like a broader perspective of how it's affecting everybody. And it's almost been rebuilding or resetting, like Mr. T is saying, the things that we should already be doing, being kind to people, talking it's, to people. That's interesting, yeah. And, and I'm like Aiden. Sorry, I'm, I'm like Aiden. I'm also contacting, you know, family I, I don't often talk to. But I do, but I'm contacting more often. And I think for the whole world, it's given us this very um, – shared unifying experience like the entire world is fighting against COVID-19 so all these like little squabbles and things between countries and borders and people and races we all have this common enemy now and it's it's actually kind of beautiful that's although it's causing a lot of death and destruction and all that kind of stuff it's actually beautiful that they were all you know walking to working towards this one goal of um, fighting against COVID so in some ways it's it is yeah, it is a good thing. And I and I get what you're saying, Hayden. And I'm reminded of the great philosopher fifty cent and he said, um, you know, <laughs> sunny sunny days wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for rain and I think we've had it so good for so long that this this like you say, we haven't we haven't been through something like this. So it'll give us a better perspective for life and what is essential and what is you know, what what is important to us later on. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, carry on, mate. No, I was just going to agree with that. Thanks. Um, I'm going to cut deep here, but uh, and all our listeners, all our fan base out there, um, you know, may not agree with this, but on social media at the moment, I'm seeing people who are posting pictures and they're going, hey, this is me brushing my kids' hair and this is us painting pictures and this is us going for a walk as a family and a bike ride. And I'm just thinking, this is bullshit. You should be doing that anyway. Mm. Why would you wait for a freaking national lockdown pandemic to spend time with your kids like that and your family? And it just, you know, um, one of my sons had a birthday during lockdown. And apart from not having friends over, it was just another birthday. Handmade gifts, we wrapped you know, um, handmade cards, um, party games with balloons. It was really simple, and that's just a normal birthday party. I don't know. There wasn't any temper bowling. There wasn't any – there was cake. There was food. There was games. There was laughter, and there was taking the mickey out of each other, and that was just, just another birthday. But, you know, um, yeah, it just it just – 
it worries me a bit that that people are going, hey, look at this cool new thing. <laughs> I'm gonna. It's so amazing that I'm gonna post a picture of me brushing mm. my teeth here. So yeah, don't usually do that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, man. I've noticed that a lot, eh? Like people are posting more about the quality time that they're having with their children, which they should have already been having, but maybe potentially also they have now free time to post that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, but I agree. Like, it's like, yeah, so what? You know, you, yeah, great. You, you brushed your hair and that's a photo of you as a family brushing your teeth. Like, shouldn't that be something that's done daily? One thing I'm wondering though with um, one of one of your children who just had their birthday, I wonder if this is actually going to be one of the ones that they remember the most. Yeah, I guess so. you know, because yeah, at the heart of it, he had the birthday. Like you're saying, it's like another birthday, but it was the purest of birthdays, if that makes sense. Yeah, had the people, the people that love him the most, there had the laughter, had the Mickey being taken out of each other, had the, had the presents, you know. That's that's common to all birthdays. I wonder if this one's going to be the one that he looks back on and remembers for the longest time. Well, I want to go back to the reason it was a good birthday is he had essential care. He had everything that mattered: water, happiness, uh, to help him make it through a time um, to a certain time frame. You know, and it was life or death. He could have lived his birthday, or he could have just been a sad sack because we didn't. We couldn't go to Mali, or we couldn't afford to go laser tag. You know, um, he had his—he essentially had what he wanted. Yeah, and which at the end of the day, that's all anyone needs, right? So I guess, I guess people are redefining what is, yeah, like you say, what is their essentials? Like, what do they actually need to be? I don't know, happy or find their purpose in life, or define who they are, or whatever it might be. And people are rediscovering what is important. Through through this experience. Okay, I want to I want to take a step back, and I want you guys to put your your digging hats on here, uh, <clears throat> dig a bit deeper here. Let me go back to that uh, that theory of not caring. That sounds weird, but there's there's too many things in life that we care about that we don't need to. That's a weird concept. I'm just going to reflect on a on an extended metaphor. That one of our, our new listeners, uh, we'll just call her um, uh, Rebecca for now. Um, but um, I shared a, I shared a little moment uh, with Rebecca online. Shout out to uh, Rebecca for, for for being a listener. Um, this is my extended metaphor. Um, How wait? Can you go back and say all that again? you lost me i haven't said it yet so i want, I want to give <laughs> nah, you i'm just messing with you okay. <laughs> okay i want you to dig deeper with this metaphor digging digging cool do we okay. do we have to really find the puss when it goes missing <laughs> now rebecca's uh mother lost her cat uh, and instead of just being patient for the cat to return, she went on a hunt. Did she find the cat? No. She cared. She overcared, overstimulated herself with caring and love, and and in the end, the cat came back. Do we really have to go looking for happiness? It's just it's, it'll find you. Do we people I think just care a bit too much? Do we have to go look for for puss, or will just puss turn turn up again? I, I get what you're saying. There's another quote, if I can interject, and it's something to the effect I forget who said it, but they said, um, uh, you know, something like a foolish man looks for green grass elsewhere, a wise man grows green grass under his feet. So it's that kind yeah. of the idea that, yeah, you just you do things within yourself first before trying to look outside or external um yeah um resources or influences so yeah i get what you're saying a little bit lost in your metaphor but i I think i get what you're saying well it's about that essential and non-essential care i think we try and um chase life 
and 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 we care about things that we don't need to, and it's it's a really weird concept. But you know, you're always told told to be caring and to care mm. for others. But sometimes I think we just care a bit too much about what we look like. We care about you know um, how much money we make. We care about <clears throat> what our um, peers are doing with their lives. We care yeah. about the fact that we have kids or not, or we care about the grades our kids get. That sounds bad, but who cares if they get a C or a D? Are they happy? Do they have friends? We That's what we need to care about. I think we just care a bit too much. We keep chasing the puss, but the puss will be all right. We'll come home. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, like, this whole situation with the lockdown and everything you know, no matter what kind of car you have, you could still get to the supermarket, you know, whether you've got a yeah, fancy yeah. BMW or you've got a Toyota, a Linda or whatever it's called, um, you know, you can still get to the supermarket. Okay, maybe you don't have as much money to spend, but then even then, you know, you can only buy really food at the moment. So, well, apart from a few little things, but yeah, there's only so much you can do with all that accumulated wealth and your big fancy house. Like, um, yeah, like Will Smith, you know, locked down in his house and he's got, you know, 17 bathrooms. But what is that? You know, is that hugely different to me? Like, I'm happy in my little house. I've got one bathroom. You know, how much how much better off is he? How much more essential care items does he have than everyone else, you know? Yeah, um, I want to throw it out at you this way. So, in... The, the scenario of the 17 bathrooms versus the one, right? Is, mm-hmm. And I think it comes back to what we discussed in a previous um, podcast, and that was to do with nature versus nature. So we were talking about it in different regards in that stage, but, you know, your product, partly of the environment that you grow up in, you're predisposed to some things in life, but... The things that you care about in life come from your influences in life, I think. And so, like, what I'm noticing in, is that the super, super wealthy, the people who've got all the money in the world and they're worrying about, we've all worrying about stuff, but they're worrying about different things. They're caring too much. Yeah, they're caring about things that, you know, don't mean much to you and I. Like, they're caring about losing. 17 points on the stock market um, and to be fair I'm not really caring about too much at the moment because like you say I've got all my essential stuff that I need in my four walls but um, yeah it's it's different for everybody and I think what you care about is determined by what you have been led to believe you should care about I think and this is this current sen- yeah this current scenario is is actually telling us actually all you really need in life is to be able to exercise and have food and be around your loved ones. Like that, is all, that is essentially all you need and to live a life that you need to live. And it's Everything a, else is bonus. It's a fact that the more toilets you have in your house, the more shit's going down. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's a good one. That's an elbow bump there. Um, I had a message today from a friend of mine, and and the message said, "How are you? I'm getting really sick of this lockdown thing." And I messaged back, "It's not that bad. It's given me time to reflect about life." And they said, "Oh yeah, what have you learned?" And I said, that life's not that bad when you're not dying from a virus. <laughs> That's fantastic. And they replied, oh, true. And that was it. That was the end of their negative bubble. They were like, oh, yeah. You know, that's the thing is, <clears throat> how can you be sick of being in a place with a roof over your head and virus-free with someone you care about? 
even if you're by yourself, you're actually not by yourself. People contact you, people, you know, it's going off. You know, perspective, you know, a hundred years ago, there was, I think it was Spanish flu, the Spanish influenza, yep. killed like 30 to 40 million people. I can't remember if you spoke about this last time, but, you know, in that time, you know, they didn't have the welfare systems that they do now. They didn't have the health care yeah. that they have now. They didn't have, they basically were just like at a whim to the disease and just millions of people died because they just couldn't contain it, didn't have the medical medical know-how to deal with it. Um didn't have social systems set up, didn't have all this governance and all that. And it's just, and people are like, oh, God, I have to be at home with, you know, internet, power, water, Wi-Fi, and all my yeah. devices. And they're like, oh, I hate this. It's like, bro, it's not that bad. My internet's too slow. Who cares? Read a book, chill out, run around outside. You know, you people would still go outside. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I, I think in, in talking to people, I've uh, lately, especially, I think, I'm starting to identify people who um, maybe I'm getting a bit too much into it, but I think rely on external sources for their own um, happiness or their own care, like yeah. um, um, interaction with other people or um, doing things outside, um, you know, the house in their immediate area or going overseas and travel and going out to restaurants. Like they rely on that. That's who they are. Um, and I feel like they haven't actually worked on themselves or don't, you know, don't have their core self sorted. So then when that's taken away, which it is now, they, they crumble because they can't rely on their own inner essentials. They don't have it. They don't have that structure set up. I think that's yeah. what I'm finding talking to people now. Yeah, a little, a little side note I wrote down was uh, activities in your life need to benefit your mental and physical health not your entertainment. Mm, I like so that. If you are doing something, I mean, we love entertainment, but essentially, like you said, the core, that activity you're doing, which we're all forced to do, we're all forced to be mentally and socially and physically healthy right now. We're being forced to do it. We're not, you know, entertainment's the last thing on our list because we actually can't, get out there and do stuff and buy the things we want to buy and see the things we want to see. We um, we have to get down to an essential care list. What do we actually care about? You know, the beautiful beautiful thing about what I was talking about is too is once these people have gone through the lockdown, however long it lasts, and they have, hopefully they work on themselves and they take some time and they reflect and, you know, be okay with themselves and do little things for themselves, for the, for the mental and physical health, not for entertainment then when it is over, they can introduce back those external things and it'll be a much healthier combination of inner or internal and external um, stimulus and um, care, I guess, or essential, you know, things. So whereas now that they don't have the external stuff, they're crumbling on the inside without it, without the internal stuff. Mm. You know what I'm noticing in this lockout and it's most around work-related stuff is like everyone's been dreaming of working from home but the reality of working from home has been vastly different to the mm. perception that they held and actually it's to the point where like some people like i can't believe i spend so much time on my computer is like actually it's way worse to be at home and try and deliver these remote sessions and hook up with people and stuff like that because it's like the reality of that scenario is vastly different and the things that enable that, like the internet and the applications and people's computers, it's, it's all meaningless now. Does that make sense? Like one, so the hospital here in our city, they've put everyone on to basically remote desktop and they are having such a bad time of it that even though they are an essential service, they're looking at bucking the trend and trying to get people back into the offices because it's just not working. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And people are thinking, like my partner, does, she absolutely just sits there, goes hard and is just so frustrated. She's like, oh, it would be so much easier if we just wrote this down on pen and paper and then phoned each other up and talked about it. Because she's like, currently the situation at the moment is not working. 
And so even that's getting dialed back to like something more simplistic than what it was. But, you know, you're right in that the things that we need in this whole situation is, I think is really, is really simplifying things for a lot of people. And I was reading um, online about people who are taking this opportunity to get out of that job that they hate or they don't like or that's yes. not essential for them to live. Do it. You know, they are they're actively seeking a way to get out now because there's a clause. I, I can't pronounce it correctly because it's French and I only just found out about it today, but I'm going to have a crack anyway. I think it's called the, the Manjua clause or man, Manjua clause. So it's oh. pr- pronounced M-A-N-J-U-E-R-E. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that's how it's spelled. And that's basically it's a clause that says that if something like an act of God occurs, you then have the right to terminate the contract or get out of that contract. Huh. And people are doing it. People are going, oh, man, I've done this for like 40 years. And I'm, I now realize after being at home for one week that that's not what I want to do. Yeah, I've got my essential things. I'm out. I'm I'm filing to get out, which I think is interesting in, in itself. Man. Like, the fact that it got to this point where we had to have a worldwide pandemic for them to go, eh, this is not for me. You know, this is not essentially the things that I need to live and be happy. And so I'm going to take this opportunity to get out. But it's, it's gone. It's got to that point, if that makes sense. But I'm, yep. it's kind of cool seeing the whole thing unravel and then those sort of outcomes come from it. That people realise the essential things to them as an individual. And like you say, man, like everyone's like, oh, be more kinder and, you know, look after one another and all things that we should do. And then they're taking small things like going for a walk at midday and then seeing your neighbours around. Like I've met on my street four other families that have children around the same age that I do and we had never seen them in the four and a half years that I've lived here and now we're like almost like good friends because we see them every day we chat our kids chat now and it's yeah it's amazing it's been awesome yeah we have uh, a street drink at 5 30 on a Saturday where we stand in our driveways and we talk to each other quite loudly across the street and we really enjoy each other, each other's company. And I met this dude and he lives like just down the road. You know, I'm number nine, he's number 16. Never seen him in my life. <laughs> yeah. So who's this guy? Because I've been living here for like six years. I was like, jeez. Okay, I've got a couple more statements to help <laughs> us think a bit more. So imagine this. I want your your reaction to this, but also your perspective. Imagine a guy who has served 25 years years in jail and he two weeks ago he's released from jail. He steps out into society and he's told, sorry, you, um, the New Zealand is in lockdown. You need to go back into lockdown. How do you think he's going to feel? Uh, I don't know. On one hand, I suppose you'd be a bit pissed because you've waited that long. But then also, by the same token, you've done it for 25 years. What's another four weeks more? I don't know. Hayden? Yeah, if, if it's me coming out of jail and I'm... Taking this attack of Medicito on us. I've been here 24 years. What is another month? You know? Hayden, I'm sorry, it sounds like you're in jail, bro. Are you in a concrete dungeon? What's what's with the audio? Yeah, basically. I'm oh, sitting in my, in, my, in my 10% of the house. Um, <laughs> Talked about that. Yeah, like, he's, he's just, you know, he's just come out of jail. Like, I can imagine there would have been things. Potentially, that it, it depends, man. I guess it depends on the type of person. If he was anxious about coming out, like, what the fuck am I going to do? Where am I going to go? What job do, do I have to go and get money? You know, and he's rocked out and they've gone. Oh, wait. Did they say he had to go back to jail for four weeks? No, no. Just going into isolation for four weeks. No, no, he's, he's in lockdown, not isolation. This is not oh, lockdown. sorry. Wait, so he's not going back to jail. He's going to isolation in, his, in a house. No, he, like us. 
Locked oh, in. no, I think he'd love that. Oh, yeah, he'd be all good. It'll, it'll, yeah. He'd be, he would enjoy the fact that he was outside of the, yeah. the, the 2x3 metre oh, wall. I, I see and he would be now. enjoying the small things of, in life, for sure. He'd be enjoying the sunshine, yeah. the fact that he can go for a walk. Exactly. Without being told. So what I'm saying, um, the point is, the word that popped in my head is, he'd feel free. He is free. And we, we have this lockdown thing like, oh, it's the worst thing ever. Um, I'm trapped. I said, hell no. You imagine a guy who's been in jail, serving time in prison, and he comes out to the COVID-19 lockdown. He ain't locking down. He's go to the freaking supermarket. He can walk down the street. He, You know, let's put things into perspective here about what a lockdown actually is. We, You know, what are we actually caring about? You know, oh, I can't play golf. Who gives a shit about it? You know, I must, I must play rugby, but I was thinking, you know what? That's actually not an essential thing I need to do. There are other things I can do to keep healthy. You know, I, I've actually been messaging daily all my rugby friends that I've made. You know, no miss a beat. We laugh, we joke, we drink beer online. <laughs> You know, it's it's the same, not the same, but you know, it's pretty close to it. Okay, here's my second one for you to start digging. Cool. How do we feel about this? So I know a lady who works for uh, Oranga Tamariki, which is SIFS, the old SIFS. Mm-hmm. They are still operating full time, and what she deals with is kids escaping from their bubbles from their home environments, running away because they do not enjoy their bubble. How do we feel about that? That's rough, man. I feel for people like that. You know, I've, I've heard things about how domestic violence is a bit on the increase and that's just horrendous. Obviously, objectively a bad thing and this situation makes it a bit more um, compacted and worse. But yeah, I do feel for those people, and um, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, 100%, man. Like like you say, the essential things in life that we need is a bit of happiness, some food, and a bit of exercise. And, you know, they don't feel that they get that in their homes. Um, and I think this in this circumstance it's even tougher because you can't get them out of their bubble and move them you know on to somewhere better um let me go like it's just that i guess those guys will be running on the fact that they they they've got a duty of care there you know they, they are the essential service for those people and so they'll be doing i guess everything in, in their power to a bit better. Let's put it this way. If you remove, if you are in a bubble, a family bubble or a care bubble, you remove school, you remove work, you remove organised sport, you remove entertainment. If if you still haven't got happiness, while you were saying, Maddie, your, your core, mm-hmm. if that still not can keep a child in your bubble, you need to freaking look at yourself because that's actually what matters. Yeah, a lot of people play sports and party and drink and to, to eliminate the actual lack of care that they have in their lives. You know, but when all that's actually taken away from us, like it is now, you know, and, and kids are gapping it, you got to think, shit, it's actually worse than I thought we need to do something about it you know so so if you're at home now all our listeners out there and your kids haven't run away and you're still talking to your partner or your flatmate you're actually doing really well <laughs> you're actually doing really really well you haven't killed your pet goldfish or whatever there's a lot of care going on Thoughts? Yeah, I just wonder. But that should be the default position, right? That you're doing that. It shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know if we should necessarily. Should we praise people for that? Because it should be what people are doing anyway. Well, we're not praising them. We're just saying stop, 
stop worrying, stop caring about all the stuff that you don't mm-hmm. have. Because if, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Stop caring about the fact that you can't go to Kmart. That doesn't you matter. If care about that, your kids. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that your bubble is intact, you know, is pretty sharp. The fact that you get up in the morning and your kids have food and they don't run away is pretty good. Because that's actually the, the reality of what's going on out there. Yeah, like, um, I guess there's a case. There's always someone who's out there worse off than you, right? So, yeah. like, people in third world countries, like we were just talking about last week, people in Fiji, Tonga, Somalia, the Dominican Republic of Congo, they, you know, people say, oh, third world country is not much happening there, but that's where you find some of the happiest kids on earth. Oh, heck yeah. You know, because they've got they all they are worried about is that essential stuff, having a bit of happiness, being with their friends, and you know, being alive. You don't need much more than that. Oh, I mean, when going back to my visit to Tonga, but my picture of Tonga on a weekday is like lockdown. People stayed at home. People entertained themselves. They kept their social distance. There wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of organised sport. There's not a lot of movies going on. There wasn't a malls. You know, people with third world countries, to some degree, live live the lockdown life, and they're pretty happy. You know, and to add to the Fiji thing, like you know, I don't think they're under proper lockdown per se. I'm not 100 sure, but they've just been hit by like a huge storm as well. So here we are complaining that we, you know, can't go to the beach if it's 20 k's away, but, you know, you can just stay at home. And they got hit by a bloody storm. Yep. So, it's yeah, it's all perspective. Yeah, definitely. Like, And like Mr. T's saying, you know, we, we care about stuff that we don't really need to care about. Correct. Stop caring so much. Already, You know, I'm sure, I'm sure even the, um, even the storm while it's happening, they're not actually really too concerned with it, to be fair. I think they're more caring about, like, if their loved ones are safe and, um, you know, main arteries on the island are still going to operate and all that sort of stuff. Like, the proper stuff. The simple stuff. The essential stuff. So, um, in reflection, are we ready to reflect? Always, yeah. In reflection, uh, essential care. We need to be more aware of essential care. Um, stop caring so much about things that don't really matter, that, that aren't essential. And we're saying there's, there's essential and non-essential things to care about. Um Maybe focus on activities that benefit your health rather than your entertainment. And I'm going to touch on what you guys said before. Essential care needs to to result in the fact that you're living or not living. It doesn't mean dying, but it means living your life or not living your life. Uh, essential care is something you cannot live without. And it helps you make it through um, a set time frame. So, so we wouldn't say we wouldn't say essential care is like when you say living or dying it's not and it's not necessarily living what you would think is a better unquote quote a quote unquote better life for yeah. example you could say oh I need um a new fancy uh, Range Rover because uh it's better than my old car because it's quicker or faster or bigger or can yeah. carry more kids or whatever it's not that it's it's literally life or death yeah yeah but and and also it's you might be living that life already. You know, you might be living, but you're thinking, oh, um, I don't have this, I don't have that. Hang on, hang on. You actually do. You've got it all. Um, yeah. And I think the essential care, well, you said, Maddie, making it through a time frame. Time frame could be essential care of your partner, essential care of your kids while they're at 
under your care, you know, before they leave home. Essential care of, you know, people at your work while you work there. So, um, yeah. Anything to add to the wrap-up? Uh, personally, I'll just say I'm glad you didn't make me come up with my own personal list because I think I would struggle to define exactly oh, what would be just, in my list. I was just repeating what you guys said. I just wrote them down. Yeah, yeah. I was um, when you were saying that. I was also thinking that potentially he's going to fire some away, and then I was actually going to ask what we think those essential things are. But I think we already know. Mm. I think it's just you know it boils down to three main things: being healthy to be alive, being cared for while you're alive, and being happy as you do the other two. Yeah. <clears throat> And I reckon while we're on this lockdown period, have a look at the world around you because the things that actually, the things that are happening around you are the things that actually matter. And I, I stood at the end of my driveway today. Actually, I was sitting on the front step this morning having a hot drink and the street was quiet apart from a guy delivering gas bottles, essential. Uh, a guy delivering food, essential. The rubbish truck came the other day. Essential. Essential. Apart from that, streets dead. No one's driving cars, going to work. No one's doing anything. There's families going for bike rides. There's families going for walks. There's two girls across the road playing hopscotch on the footpath. You know, and I just thought, shit, that's essential. No one else is moving a muscle because actually they're happy within their own bubble. I must note, speaking about that, like in my walks with my dog, like I walk my dog every day, but I've noticed like at least like three or four times as many people out, <clears throat> excuse me, walking or like um, walking around the park or walking with their families or biking. It's like, I, I didn't realize there's so many people that live near, but near me and they're just, it's almost beautiful to see them all. Mm. You know, obviously they're not all within groups, but they're all, it's actually kind of funny. I've got like an oval at my local park and they were all perfectly evenly spaced doing like clockwork <laughs> um walking circles but it was really beautiful to see just everyone out enjoying the sun just yeah it was kind of beautiful hamilton city council just reported today that they have got twice as many people on their river walks than they usually did do during lockdown twice as many that, that's awesome uh, i want to put the statement out there and I'd, I'd love one of us to maybe research it or maybe eventually. I had this funny feeling that there's probably within the four weeks or five weeks, whatever we have lockdown, I reckon there'd be less suicides during lockdown than there would, than there would normally be. I don't know, man. Like I was I reckon, thinking the opposite because, nah. like, like I say, with lots of people defining or having external, extrinsic happiness, like outside things, now that they're alone with their own thoughts and feelings, hopefully they would redefine and reflect on themselves. But I feel some people would find that too hard or difficult and may end up taking their own life. But it will, will, it'll be interesting to see. I hope yeah. not. I hope I'm wrong. I, I, have a theory, I have a theory that suicide is when people lose things that aren't important. So when, when people believe that that's not worth living is because they lose things like uh, jobs, girlfriends, money, um, opportunities. But I think preventing suicide is when you have, you feel like you belong in a bubble. That sounds pretty corny, but when you're cared for in this bubble, which we're all, we're all forced to be, you know, you and you, you don't feel lonely because, you know, you're forced to be with people. People are going to ring you up and say, hey, how are you going? You know, they're gonna, there's going to be behaviours in these four weeks that don't usually happen where people are going to go far out. People actually do care, and I reckon that there'll be less suicides. I'd be interested to find that out. I hope yeah. I'm right. I think you are, or would be, and I'll tell you why, and Maddie, you might be able to comment on this. Those people that you've seen out on the streets, twice as many, three times as many people that now live around you, 
Do they appear happier to you? Oh, bro, you're talking about a, a glancing look while I'm out walking my dog. Um, yeah. <clears throat> couldn't tell you, man, honestly. Yeah. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what I've come across. So <clears throat> I'm like you. I've noticed, so like I've said, three or four families now that live down our street didn't know they existed. Um, a lot more people out. But it appears that people f- appear to be happier. You know, like we walk down our street to the local high school and it's not far. It's probably maybe 300 metres, if that. And during that time, man, if other people are out, they, no one is hesitating to say hello. Like everyone says hello and like you're having a quick yeah. chat. And yeah. I was we, just, just going to say that people, you know, so, people, so are look, sorry, no, people are looking you in the eye and saying hello. People never ever did that to me around my neighbourhood. Yeah, and it's, I think because we all have some common ground now, it's like, oh, you're out because, you know, COVID, we've got to get out. You know, it's, it's a bit of a drag being inside, but I think it's, it's inadvertently bringing closer to people closer together. And I think um, I, th- I think it would have come down because, like you say, like um, people are reaching out I mean, to people yeah. that they reach out to and then reaching out, <clears throat> you know, for longer or more. And you know what? This is gonna be this is gonna be one of those quotes that you remember. Maddie, are you paying attention? Mm-hmm. Lockdown. Lockdown has distanced ourselves from touching however we're touching each other's hearts closer. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Touching my heart right now, that I tell you. That could be the fourth bear speaking. I honestly, we are. We're physically not touching, but we emotionally are. Yeah. Oh, 100%, man. And like we've got a guy down on Argyle, uh, an old fella, and he used to see him walking by himself with his walker. And now he's walking with, I believe, um, people who live um, either with or next door to him, which has been pretty cool to see. Why don't people do that shit anyway, you know? There's people giving me fruit um, on my street. But you know what? They always give me fruit. They give me fijoas and they but that's just normal that's just normal behaviour. People just need to do that shit more often. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. You know, like people like we always you know, it's always there. It's intrinsically built into people that we know that we should be kind to people. And we just for whatever reason we lose it, you know, over the course of our lives, and I don't know why. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know, but that's something experiences must happen, and we just stop doing it, or we just don't actively do it as much as we think because you know it's that kind of and I don't want to generalize suicide anyway, but it's kind of like if you if you have that superficial glance and they appear to be happy, then you just don't ask, yeah, you know, we're not we're not rocking anybody. You're not making taking that opportunity to properly rock someone and and see how they genuinely are. We're not providing that follow up question either when we do rock someone. I reckon people are being smarter with their money too. You go to the supermarket and you can only go well, you feel safer going once a week. Nobody wants to go every day and you're going, Right, what do I actually just need and get out of here? You know? I think chocolate sales are going down. Lube, all that stuff, non-essential. Why are you talking about non-essential? That's quite essential. Well, especially if you have to go to the other door. I suppose actually it's not a it's not essential to buy. Make your own at home, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of lube, sex is like. <clears throat> I've got a few. Is oh. it caring or isolation? Essential care? Yeah. Essential okay. care. I got a few, okay. Um <laughs> how's essential care like sex? Uh food is involved for me. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> um Essential care is like sex because some people need the government to define what's right and what's wrong for them. What <laughs> Um, 
if I can compete with these. How's the central key like six? Um, I'm doing a lot to myself. Oh my gosh. Uh, how's the central key like six? Uh, I think I finally got the basics sorted this week. <laughs> <laughs> and my final one, uh, how's the central key like six? I check on my elderly neighbor to see if she's all sorted for it. <laughs> And I'm out. Uh, I've, okay, I've got one lame one. Uh, okay. um, how's essential care like sex? Because um, you get it once a week and you pay for it. What? <laughs> oh, I had a good one, but yeah, elderly neighbor just put me right off. <laughs> She's great, by the way, Helen. She's great. Which she is. Not walking so great today, but she's she's good. Oh, my uh, oh this is going to sound horrible. So, sorry, Tamaki Oranga. Was it Oranga Tamaki? How is essential care like sex? Uh, sometimes you have to run away from your bubble. <laughs> sometimes you have to what? Look out of your bubble. Run away from it. Oh. Um. Essential care is like sex because it's way better when you make eye contact. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. yep. That's a goodie. Um, essential care is like sex because you don't know how good you've got it until you're locked inside four walls. Oh, mm. nice. Um, oh, I've got one. Essential care is like sex because uh, the kids are around. Hey, that's a good one. Uh, essential care is like sex because sometimes time is short. You just got to get in, get where you need and get out. Oh, yep. Yep. I like that one. Essential care is like sex because sometimes you have to wear gloves. <laughs> And the face mask was that optional. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, essential care is, is like sex because sometimes you've got no room to swing your club. Oh. Um, essential care is like sex because sometimes your friends have to push you in the right direction. Oh, yep. Um, essential care is like sex because sometimes I oh know that's more of an isolation reference. No, I'm going to follow through with it. Okay. Essential care is like sex because just like your pantry, there's a lot of options. <laughs> oh, no, I was supposed to say not a lot of options. Uh, Never mind. All right. I think Maddie just spent the whole session is writing those instead of actually contributing anything worthwhile so some would say it's yeah well exactly some would say it's my best contribution a, to the podcast it's a gift it's a gift so is he winning um, does he win you're the maverick host you choose i've not saying it essential cares like sex. this is my last one essential cares like sex because um sometimes it Feels better with animals. Oh. Is that my puss that didn't go home? Yeah. Is that your house? Stop chasing the puss. And it's kind of got to be, uh, yeah, stop chasing the puss in there, surely. Um, okay. Right. Uh, well, to both our listeners out there, um it's been a pleasure hope lockdown life is going well for everyone out there certainly is um for us we're still um rocking it getting deep and meaningful um so this has been the dnm podcast episode 2.9 i've been your uh host tonight mr t been joined by hayden Kildana. uh and Mr. Reliable on the uh, six jokes, medical. Medical. Um, and so this has been the DNM podcast. Um, 
Thanks to our sponsor, Genital Tissues. And uh, this has been the DNM Podcast. Hey, cool. What's your line? Oh, feel free to slide them in. Yes. It's like essential care. <laughs>